the thief comes not except to steal kill and destroy i have come that you might have and enjoy life life in abundance until it overflows discover how to live the abundant life in christ through the ministry of pastor ose yao afuakwa pastor afuakwa is the general overseer of faith house charismatic chapel international a thriving ministry in kumase ghana god has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know god better live life better and impact their world better get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory success and limitless prosperity god bless you as you listen first corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 but i have not seen as it is written ear have not heard neither have it entered into the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Praise God. Sometimes when we read, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added unto you. It looks as if when you seek first the kingdom of God, you will lose a lot. Praise God. But those who seek the kingdom of God first demonstrate that their love is in God. And once God certified them as his lovers, the Bible says, I cannot see, nor hear, hear it. Neither can the heart of man conceive the amazing things God has packaged for him. And because 2018, as a church, we have committed and devoted ourselves to loving God, amazing things shall be released in our direction. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. That means every month, I will not be able to see it, yes, nor hear, hear it. Neither would it be able to be conceived by the heart of men the things God will deliver to you. So in this new month called March, I see God release things in your life. I see God release favor into your life. I see God release grace upon your life. In the name of Jesus, doors shall be open for you this month. In the name of Jesus. Romans 8.28 The New Living Translation says, and we know, somebody say, and we know. <laughs> this month, you will know it. Amen. This year, you will know it. Amen. And we know that God causes everything. Somebody say everything. everything. Say everything. everything. God causes it. May God cause everything to work in your advantage. Amen. God causes it. We know that God causes everything to work together. For the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Praise God. The greatest thing you can do this year is to set your affection on God. Set your affection on what? Set your affection on God. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1. King James, yeah. He said, if then ye be risen with Christ, seek those things which are what? Seek those things which are what? There are two verbs here that are very critical. He says, seek, number one, he says, seek those things which are above, where Christ is seated on the right hand of God. Keep it there. He said, if you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. 
There are people, they are seeking things, but they are not things above. Praise God. They are only minded. In fact, in the book of Philippians, he gives them a certain name. He said, they, they, whose God is their bellies? Praise God. <laughs> we'll come to that scripture. But here he says, if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ also is seated. The first verb says, seek those things which are above. Then verse 2, he says, verse 2, let's go verse 2. Set, somebody say set. Set. Uh How many of you have a wristwatch on? You have a wristwatch on. This is because of mobile phone, a lot of people don't put on watch. Praise God. But put on watch. Somebody went for interview and they watched his uh, wrist. There was no watch. Praise God. And you are disqualified. I'm telling you. No, it's not a joke. Praise God. Yeah, it's not a joke. Go and find some uh, Japan uh, water-resistant watch and put it on. Cast you. Praise God. Very important. He says, set your affection on things above. And not, not, not on things on earth. Set your affection so you can say the same way you set your what you can set your affection. Praise God. You will not naturally love God. You have to set your heart to love God. <laughs> it's not in the human nature to love God. Praise God. No, no, it's not natural. That's why you need to be empowered to love God. Second. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. He said, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. God must empower you to love him. It's natural for you to be self-seeking. It's natural for you to be selfish. It's natural for you to seek your interests. It's natural for, for you to seek your own well-being and welfare. But the Bible says, If any man come after me, one, he must deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. And in a world where everybody loves himself, how can you deny yourself? You have to be empowered. Praise God. And that's why times like these are very important in God's presence. When we come into fasting and prayer time, we are just simply seeking empowerment to love God. Praise God. In fasting and prayer, you avail yourself for the Holy Ghost to bellow upon you afresh. So that you can love God the way you ought to love him. Because the gateway to your security and breakthrough is in loving God. Praise God. He says, all things work together. Not some things. Everything. Those you like, those you don't like. Those you can play a part in. Those you can't play a part in. They can sit in their office and plan something against you. When they finish, because you love God, the Bible says, all of them will come to work together for your goal. Praise God. Witches can have a meeting concerning you. They wake up and one of them wakes up to come and tell you, this is what we are planning. Praise God. Why? Because all things will work together for your good. Listen, that's why I told you on Sunday this year, one of the habits you must cultivate, and I will teach on it, is the habit of continuous praisefulness and gratitude. Praise God. Every day should be a thankful day for you. Every negative report they bring you, the first answer and the first response you should give, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. 
see, you see, you must know how to walk in the prophetic way to make it a reality in your life. God says, all things are working together for your good. Now, if you went to the airport, you were to catch a flight to Germany, and as soon as you got there, they said that the flight, you just never need to go. few minutes. Just about five minutes. Naturally, you feel very disappointed. But in this year of loving God, we say when you miss something like that, the first is say, Father, I thank you that I missed the flight. Praise God. That's what, that's what I'm saying. When you have chased the lady so hard, it's like Valentine's Day you are getting your answer. So you took her out. She ate your food. Collected your Valentine's gift. Praise God. And when you finish, what's up? <laughs> what's, it? what's up, son? <laughs> Praise God. He said, what's up? You must tell me something. <laughs> and then you can be betrayed. <laughs> Praise God. Then she tells you, oh, but I think I told you earlier. Praise God. When you get to your room, rather than go and cry, lift up your hands and say, Father, I, I. Thank you. Father, I. Thank you. Father, I. Thank you. Why? Because you believe that also will work together for your good. Can somebody shout an amen? That's how you walk in the prophetic world. All things, if you truly believe all things work together for your good. Now you don't complain about anything. Praise God. All things work together for the good of the love, the love of God. So please, it's, it's a love race. It's what? A love race. Yeah, it's a love race. The Bible said, my soul, follow it hard after God. What you follow hard after is indication of what you love. What you follow hard after. There are some people, they follow hard after Manchester. So on Sunday, they play I don't know which team, whether they won or they lost. Who's a Manchester fan here? You are one of them. Kobe, lift up your hands. You are not Manchester fan. You are betraying them. The spirit of Peter has entered you. Praise God. There are some people, if Manchester loses, they don't eat. Praise God. But I pray that this year, if a soul is not saved around you, you will eat. See, your aim is weak. But we must set our affection on God. Let's look at what the Bible says. There are people who mind earthly things. There are people who mind heavenly things. And when we say they mind earthly things, it means their mind is on earthly things. Philippians chapter, I think, 1. Philippians 1. Good. Philippians 1, verse, sorry, 3, verse 18 and 19. Okay, verse 18. Brethren, be ye followers together of them which walk 
so as ye have as for an example. Look at verse 18. For many walk. This year you won't be among those people. Amen. May you not be among those many people. Amen. He said, for of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies. You must help me. <laughs> Praise God. And now I tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Who are enemies of the cross of Christ? Look at verse 19. Whose end is destruction? Those who are enemies of the cross of Christ. Whose God is their what? Do you know a person whose God is his belly? They are the Christians who don't fast. Oh, you are fasting like this. When your God is your belly, who's a born nine See those people. Say, <laughs> Pastor, as for me, there, I come to me to be cry. A boy, a lebby, a mini dia, and a meyemo was Praise God. May your God not be your belly. Amen. They worship their belly. There are people, the buildings they have put in their belly. If they were to convert it into real buildings, it would be a three story building. Amen. Praise God. I'm telling you. They eat. And their pride is that, oh, there is no new restaurant in town. They don't know. They don't know. They know all the menus. Praise God. You ask this one, they will tell you. You ask that one, they will tell you. Everywhere they know it. But as Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, what is there? They will be scratching their head. The Bible said, who mind earthly things? They mind what? Now, who mind earthly things? Who mind earthly things? Tonight I'm speaking on demonstrating your love for God. Demonstrating your love for God. We are just starting it. Tomorrow night we'll continue. Somebody say demonstrating your love for God. Shouting, demonstrating your love for God. You are not shouting it to Demonstrating your love for God. Love is designed to be demonstrated. It's important we appreciate that we are able to love God because God first loves us. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. All of this talk about loving God began because God first loves us. Two key facts about loving God. Number one, love for God begins with God's love for you. And when you understand the love of God for you, it's always easy to love God back. Most people struggle to love God. And they have all kinds of reasons. They feel like they are losing much loving God. I have to give up my boyfriend if I want to love God. (laughs) I'll be losing so much. My friends, my money. But you see, it's all because you don't know that God first loved you. Praise God. The reason why you qualify to love God back is because God first loved you. And he loved you at a great price. There's no amount you can pay that can... Uh, commensurate the love of God for you. First, first John the five, 4 verse 10. He said, hearing is love. Somebody say, hearing is love. Hearing is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us 
and sent his son to be the propitiation for our 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 the Bible says hitherto we were not a part of God's people. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Now let me show you a scripture there, it will help you. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. He said, But you are a chosen generation. How did you become a chosen generation? Because he loved you. Praise God. Jesus loved us, demonstrated his love by coming to die for us. He says, We are now a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Why? Because he was made sin for us that we be made the righteousness of God. A holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show for the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. This is not where the catch is. The catch is in verse 10. See where you were before. He says, verse 10 please. Which in time past were not a people. Praise God. In time past Some of us, this is not our place. In time past, if we're looking for you, Independence Day, you'll be at uh, uh, plus two. That's where you'll be. You'll be getting ready for some uh, uh, Guinness Street Jam somewhere. He says, in times past, you were not a people. Praise God. You were just living a useless life. But I know the people of God. Can somebody shout an amen? amen. Shout, I am now a person of God. Shout louder, I am now a person of God. He said, You were not a people. Praise God. We are, we are talking about what the love of God has done. I mean, some of you, uh, maybe because you didn't really get into sin as sin itself and you have been hanging around it. Sometimes you are tempted to think that you are holy. Praise God. The Bible said, which have not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. All because he loved us. So loving God begins with God loving us. May you come to understand the love of God. I said, may you come to understand the love of God. In Revelations, that's what uh, Ephesians chapter 3, Paul was praying for the Philippian church. Chapter, chapter 3, verse 15 to 19. Okay. Let's start from verse 14. He says, wherefore, for this cause I bow my knee unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I'm praying for you. I bow my knee, I'm praying. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Verse 2. That he will grant you according to the riches of his glory. To be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Verse. That Christ may dwell in your heart by what? Let's read it together. Christ may dwell in your heart by? That you be rooted and grounded in? Ye be rooted and grounded. May you become rooted and grounded in the love of God. That's what we're singing. Your love stronger than I forgot. We are all learning the song. Praise God. (laughs) But it just it just tells you exactly what Christ did. 
He said that you be rooted and grounded in law. It's, it's, you see, it's very difficult for you to backslide when you become rooted and grounded in the love of God. Praise God. I spoke to a gentleman a couple of weeks ago, and he was telling me about something that happened to him. And the fact that he didn't feel like coming to church. I said, hey, you don't feel like coming to church, so where do you want to go to? Praise God. He felt he had done something very terrible. And so he, he would rather stay at home. Because he has not come to be rooted and grounded in love. Praise God. The Bible said, be rooted and grounded in love. That you may, verse, verse, verse 18, that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. Cool. And to know the love of Say it, to know the love of Christ. which passeth that he may be filled with all the fullness of God. Praise God. When you come into the revelation of the love of Christ, it fills you with the fullness of God. All the fullness. All the fullness. So please understand that loving God begins with God loving you. Praise God. The price he paid was the ultimate price. Sometimes people wonder. And, uh, uh, they are, you see Facebook, people are fighting over 10% or 20%. If Jesus gave 20% of his life, you won't be here. Praise God. You won't be here. You won't be here. And the Bible said, if he so loved us, much more must we love one another. If he so loved us. If he gave 20% of his life. The Bible said, for God for so loved the word that he gave his what? Only begotten son that whosoever believed in him. And when you read Roman, uh, uh, John chapter 12, verse 24 and 26, let's see it. He said, as surely I say unto you, unless, go to the verse number, yeah, the, give me King James, please. He said, except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it diet, it bringeth forth much fruit. Now look at verse 25. He said, He that loveth his life shall. He that loveth his life shall. And he that hated his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. How many of us hate our lives? That's why you need empowerment to love God. Everybody naturally loves himself. But the Bible said, if you are going to love God, you have to hate yourself. That one is for another man. Praise God. Yeah, you have to hate yourself. You have to hate yourself. Number two, sincere love for God cannot be hidden. Somebody say sincere love for God. Say it, sincere love for God. Cannot be hidden. If you're a lady and you are smart, if a gentleman loves you, you will know it. Equally, if you are a guy and you are smart, if a lady loves you, you will know it. Praise God. If you are smart. <laughs> yeah, if you are smart. Praise God. Because sometimes all the signs will be there. But some people don't see it. May God open your eyes to see. I said, may God open your eyes to see. 
But love for God cannot be hidden. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 8. He said, I speak not by commandment, but by the occasion of the forwardness of others. And to prove the sincerity of your love. So we have sincere love and we have insincere love. But sincere love, you can always prove it. You can always what? We can always prove sincere love. Sincere love for God can always be proven. In church, those who love God and those who don't love God can always be proven. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. You will always tell it. When we all lift up our hands like this, usually we can't tell who loves God. Sometimes some people will lift up their hands and tears are even flowing down. I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice to worship you, oh my soul. They, they will do all of that. <laughs> and the love of God will not be there. Praise God. So sincere love for God can be proven. He said in First John chapter 3 verse 18, My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. So, you can love in word, you can love in deed, and you can love in truth. So how do we demonstrate our love for God? Number one, we are looking at one thing that demonstrates your love for God. We demonstrate our love for God by loving the lost. By loving the lost. Loving the lost. Loving the lost. So I'm teaching on demonstrating your love for God through soul winning. Somebody say soul winning. Soul winning. Soul winning. Soul winning. Luke chapter 19 verse 10. Now, by the way, you need to understand the context we are in because we are in the faith month. Praise God. And one of the things that makes faith work strongly is love. Praise God. Yeah. I'm sure it's something that Maybe we may use to start the foundation on Sunday. <laughs> faith. When you are in love, you are in faith. Praise God. Yeah. Nothing empowers faith to produce results like love for God. The people whose faith work and work amazing wonders are people who are sold out to God in love. All through scripture, you can see it. Pick it from Genesis. Abraham is known as a man of the... St- I mean, strong faith. The Bible says Abraham staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. That man loved God more than he loved himself. Praise God. If your faith must work, you must be rooted in love. You see, love empowers every aspect of your Christian life to work. It affects every, one thing that affects every other aspect of your Christian life is, is, is love. Your love for God, it affects every aspect of your Christian life. Praise God. Hallelujah. And one vital way we demonstrate our love for God is always Luke chapter 10, 19 verse 10. He said, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which is lost. That which was what? Lost. That's what the Son of Man came. Active pursuit of souls is an indication that you love God. If you are not actively pursuing souls, you don't love God. Receive grace to pursue souls. 
I said, receive grace to be a passionate soul winner. If you are not a passionate soul winner, your love for God is fake. Praise God. Because God so loved the world that he did what? Gave his only begotten son. That everybody can believe in him to become saved. That's the first way God demonstrated his love. Three reasons why passionate soul winning demonstrates your love for God. Number one. I'll be closing in the next few minutes. Number one. Three reasons why passionate soul winning demonstrates your authentic love for God. Because God loves lost souls. Somebody say God loves lost souls. Oh, say it louder. God loves lost souls. God loves lost souls. Yeah. Every one of them. Everybody in Epitoba, God loves them. VC10 is no more in operation. How many of you know VC10? Franklina, do you know VC10? You are younger. <laughs> Please, don't, don't fish. How many of you don't know VC10? You don't know VC10. These are new generation people. VC10. Hey. Apet. <laughs> Original Apet. Praise. <laughs> VC10. <laughs> but what, what is the full meaning of VC10? Mr. Akumia, do you know it? VC10. What is VC? Anybody can help? You the only history. Never, never. Huh? Oh. Okay. So the VZ10 is a type of aeroplane. So when you take. Ay, ay, ay! I get it. I get it. Tell it. Penindi, Penny. Shit. A better see, original better see. A four human boo. Praise God. But passionate soul winning demonstrates our love for God because God loves souls. God loves lost souls. God what? Lost, lost souls. In the book of Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it's amazing how this scripture he said, But God commended his love toward us. This is how God demonstrated it. He commended his love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were yet what? Sinners. Somebody say, while we were yet what? Sinners. While you were sitting at the beer bar drinking, Jesus was dying. Yeah. Praise God. That's, that's God's love. Yeah. That's God's love. When you were chasing three girlfriends at the time, God was, Jesus was dying. Yeah. He was on the cross. For you. Yeah. Now you are fine. You are in church. You are saved. And you don't seem to have the same passion and love for those who are outside there. While we were yet sinners, sometimes abonnez for home cry here. Have you seen that? But it should never be the case. Never. Never. The moment you begin to feel angry and annoyed with sinners, you are losing your passion for God. Actually. And you are forgetting where God picked you from. Particularly when they are doing something you don't like. When you be crowd, the best show me. 
The Bible said God commended his love toward us. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. When we read the story of the prodigal son, the day the child left, the father stood. He said, from the very day you left, I've been standing here waiting for your return home. Every prodigal son or daughter in our community, may God lead you to them and bring them to Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus. God loves lost souls. Number two, God hates sin. Somebody say God hates sin. But he loves sinners. In fact, when Jesus came, he befriended sinners. I like what the scripture says in the book of Matthew chapter 9 verse 10 to 13. He says, and it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meat in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners, many publicans and sinners. This year, may many publicans and sinners follow us. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you are a child of God, eh, that's what the Bible says, he that winneth souls is wise. It takes a lot of wisdom to win souls, to, to win sinners without being a part of their sin. Praise God. Most of the time, the Christians we have nowadays, we want sinners to be saved, but we don't know how to relate with them to get them saved. Praise God. Yeah. But no sinner will just get born again without any contact. But you must know how to make contact with them. Jesus sat at meat in the house. Behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him. And his disciples. When a Rastafarian comes to church, some of you all through the worship, you'll be looking at him three by three. Three by three. I'm telling you, you can't even focus. That very day, you can't focus. It's as if say, or the new show. Yeah, you can't focus. Praise God. When somebody comes to church and then knew a person is wearing some this thing. Next week, you want pastor to preach and say, don't bring a nation skirt here. The person came the first time. Pastor, this is, I will say holiness message, no man here hot. <laughs> and it's all because he saw one sister with some short skirt. That's the wrong way to welcome sinners. Praise God. Most of the time, we think that it is a preacher who changes people. No, it's the Holy Ghost who does it. Praise God. And when the word of God is taught in truth, the Holy Ghost speaks it. Most of the time, that's why sometimes when you minister and somebody feels like uh, you, have, uh, you are preaching at them, I'm, I laugh at them. Praise God. I have no business preaching at you because no matter how hard I preach at you, I can't change you. Praise God. No, 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 no. I can't. I can change no one by preaching hard. It's only the message that is energized and empowered by the Holy Ghost that can transform a person. That's why in the church, a lot of people, the same message is being preached. Other people are changing. Other people are still the same. If the preacher had the capacity to change people, everybody will be, everybody will be on the same key. Praise God. The Bible said Jesus sat. How many sinners in your workplace do you even talk with? How many of them have you invited for lunch before? Sister Holy, Brother Holy. How can we get them saved? Praise God. 
Pastor, are you saying I should go and sit at plus two and drink with them? That's not exactly. When they invite you, you, they will take you to plus two. But when you invite them, you take them somewhere else. Praise God. But you see, while you are not inviting them, many other people are more than willing to invite them. You see, most of the people who congregate and gather together uh, after work and they sit at places and they drink, you know what they like? They, they are just looking for friends. They want a social bonding, social class. They just love people. They want people they can flow with, share ideas with. That's all they want. By you, you have made yourself so antisocial. A lot of Christians are just too antisocial. Praise God. How can you, what, can, what type of Christian needs this? So how do you get such a person saved? Jesus sat. And you are not even Jesus. You, your holiness, this is your corrupted holiness. <laughs> this is your corrupted holiness. Jesus, the one, the sinless Jesus, sat with them, eating and drinking with them. And the Pharisees will always have something to say. The Pharisees, they see from afar. And they come close to criticize. They came and they said unto his disciples, why didn't they tell him? They fear Jesus. <laughs> why eat your master with publicans and sinners? Why? But Jesus heard that. When Jesus heard that, he said unto them, they that behold need not a physician. But they that are sick. They that are what? Sick. They that are sick. But go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Amen. Praise God. Yeah. That means we need to change our approach. We need to change what? Our approach. Yeah, we need to change our approach. We need to change our approach. You see, we are waiting for sinners to come to us. Sinners won't come to us. We have to go to them. And if you go to them, we need to know how to connect with them. Praise God. We need to have, we need to know how. We need to know how to connect with them without compromising our standards. We know. I pray that in these three days, God will show us how to do it. In the mighty name of Jesus. You can't love God and not be passionate about souls. Everything God has has to do with souls. Everything we do in church is about souls. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. God's number one. Number two, God's number one priority on earth is the salvation of all our souls. That is number one priority. That's his number one priority. <laughs> Ezekiel 18.23. He said, do you think that I see, I like to see wicked people die? Look at that. Another translation. He said, do you think I like to see wicked people die? Says the sovereign law. Of course not. I want them to turn from their wicked ways and live. That's God. He doesn't want wicked people dying. So the prophet will be shouting about it and we prophesied about it and we said this about it. That nonsense. Praise God. Ebony dies and prophets are showing up. Praise God. 
I don't know why the prophets, they only see when people are dying. Close your eyes, let's pray for our president. All those satanic utterances. You see, death and life are in the power of a tongue. This man will live. If he, if he wants to go for a second term, he will see it before he dies. Amen. Close your eyes. Today is Independence Day. Before we take the communion, let's pray for him. Pray for the president. Stand on your feet. Let's pray for the president. One word. One word. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of other messages as well as books by Pastor Afuakwa, please call 020-422-5790 or 027-422-5790 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services, 6.30 to 8 a.m. fair service, 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. second service, and on Tuesdays for our word encounter service, 6 to 8 p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nana Ama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station Santa Seranabout Kumase Ghana. God richly bless you. One word. One word.